Yes, it's Monday already. Can you believe it? Can you Adam and Deve it, as Cockney people would say for rhyming slang? It's Monday. Hooray. So it means we're going to talk about ghosts. Yes, it does. Not goats. No, there's an S in there. Ghosts. Anyway, it's bouncing down today and it's freezing cold. The winter is well and truly upon us. All the leaves are brown and the sky is grey. And people have the Christmas trees up already. Yes, there was um, uh, Slade were on, on the radio in the cab on the way here, singing I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day, which is a lie because you'd be skint. But anyway, I hope you're having a fantastic time, whatever it is that you're doing in life. Um... I've come in really early to the studio today. It's like seven o'clock, which means that I haven't yet. I, the receptionist people aren't on to turn off the air conditioning. So I'm doing some magic with some um, what we in the business like to call plugins, uh, which tries to get rid of the background noise. So hopefully that's working. I do sincerely hope so. Anyway. Enough of that. What have we got in store for you today? Well, we've, of course, got me giving you a paranormal review of something paranormal so you don't have to do it for yourself, because that would be insanity. And then we're going to listen to your true paranormal experiences. Then we're, of course, going to go and take a visit to Becca's Reddit corner and thank the Lord, thank Buddha, thank Allah, thank whoever you praise, because Becca is back in town. I wish I had some, I wish she had the license to play some um, Thin Lizzy there, but change it to Becca's back in town, as opposed to the boys are back in town. So yeah, that's a bog standard show really, isn't it? You know, all the usual jazz. I'm shaking my hands in jazz hands as I say that. Just for those, I was going to say, who don't have video access. I'm not filming it. Anywho. Um, but before we get into all of that, of course, we need to thank our wonderful team over at Patreon. Because when you sign up to Patreon, not only do you support this show, which indeed you do, but you also get two extra shows each and every week. One of them is a midweek. Well, I say midweek. It's normally towards the end of the week now. But it's a ramble where I like to ramble what's on my mind. Last week's one was quite... Um, it was, it seemed in hindsight, quite anti-American, but it wasn't, you know, it was anti-guns is what it was anyway. And uncle tank. No, that was a anti-gun and uncle tank joke. Didn't, didn't really land anywhere really. Anyway. And the other one is on a Sunday, which is a paranormal Patreon. And this week's paranormal Patreon, myself and Becca, well, we try to talk about some ghosts we found in 14 times. Oh my God. That ghost section's gone downhill, but it's still quite funny when we do it, I think. And if you'd like to do that and get an hour's extra content each and every week, which you do the math, that's 52 hours every year. What? Head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. And when you do do that small thing, you will also get your name sung up by me as a thank you for becoming one of our wonderful team members over at Patreon, as I'm about to do now for the following wonderful people. The guitar is well and truly out, and we have Paddy Barco, Danielle Bexy Lou, and Gretchen Fisher, and this song is for you. Paddy Barco, Bexy Lou, Danielle Gretchen Fisher too, you have got together, you and have signed up to the Patreon. I hope that it is everything you need. And if it's not, you can just rewind 30 seconds back and sing along with me. 
Patty Barco, Bexaloo, Danielle Gretchen Fisher, too. You have signed up to the Patreon, and I'll bet it's everything you need. If it's not, then don't you worry about a thing. You can just rewind, and you can all just sing along with me. That's if you want to, of course. I ended it on an E. Seventh, I think. But somebody would have to correct me on that. Maybe guitar tutor. Anyway, thank you guys. If you'd like to join our team, head over to patreon.com forward slash. We need to talk about ghosts. Now let's have a paranormal review, shall we? Yes, it's time for me to review something paranormal so you don't have to do it for yourself because you're not a Wally. Anyway, today we're going to review a YouTube channel. Yes, we are indeed. Now, you know, if you're a long-time listener of the show, I'm a big fan of things like Nuke's Top 5. Well, this is exceptionally similar to Nuke's Top 5. It's called Fearsome Top 5. Yes. And have they ripped Nukes off? I, that's not for me to say. But it's very similar. I will say this. The one thing that... It's got all over nukes at the moment is that it's regular. Okay, he's putting out, or she's putting out, or they're putting out about four, what the fucking hell's number's that? About four or five videos a month. Whereas nukes now seems to be kind of not like a hermit, but you know, he's kind of like, uh, hi guys, so please follow the show. And he's literally admitting it. He's like, because you know what I'm like, I might put a video out, I might not, you know, be arsed sort of thing. Um, whereas this person seems to be quite prolific. Now, you will have seen a lot of the videos before. Some of them, though, you won't have. And he, unlike others, this guy intersperses with a bit of comedy or attempted comedy, if you will. You know, you never, never slag or knock someone trying to be funny. Occasionally, you're like, yeah, that was quite funny. And other times you're like, that's a bit lame. But that's just me. I can be quite critical of these little things. Anyway, but if you are a fan like I of going to a channel and watching it and thinking that was scary, that wasn't, that was, that wasn't, you know, like repeat ad infinitum, then is that right? Is that the right word? I don't know. Anyway, it means carry on forever, basically. Then head over to YouTube and put in Fearsome Top 5. It's worthwhile watching because, you know, I just like those sorts of short clips where you're like, is it real? Is it not? Um, caught in a landslide, no escape from reality. One of the videos the other day actually was just a can of Guinness moving and it was a bit like, yeah, that's that's not that paranormal, I'll be honest. But then there's some really good ones where you're like, that's fucking terrifying, pardon the French. So yeah, um, it, I love shows like this anyway, so it's always going to get two thumbs up from me because they're putting paranormal content out there regularly. And what is hard to put across to people, especially I've, t I've attempted it in the video world, um, to put out regular video content is a challenge, a challenge and a half. I mean, uh, you guys obviously know Emma from um, Real Life Ghost Stories, and she is constantly putting brilliant little TikTok video out. TikTok video. TikTok videos is a plural. TikToks video, the, whatever the plural is, she's put loads of them out, and I do think, where are you, how, how are you doing this? Because when I try, it takes four hours to do one, 
And I think she's got it down to a fine art where she could just be like, I'm just going to the loo. And she'd come back four minutes later and she'd have three videos done. Not in the loo, but you know what I mean. I'm talking about time scales there. Let's not, let's all get that images out of our head. Anyway, the point being, this person behind this channel is clearly doing a top job of staying on top of their workload. And their workload, let's be honest, is putting out free paranormal content for you to consume. So in the, you know, in that whole ethos, it can only be two thumbs up, not necessarily to the sky, because, you know, it's still relatively new to me or everything, the sweetest song that I can sing. I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know why I'm turning everything into a song lyric. I don't know why. It's not like I've got a mad desire to go to karaoke. I mean, I would. It is only five past eight in the morning, but I would go to karaoke. But my point is, um, do give it a watch. Go to Fearsome Top 5 on YouTube. Some of them, the, the thing is as well, they're all at least 20 minutes, mostly half an hour. So if you've got time to kill, go and throw them on. Why not? You might see something that'll scare the living bejesus out here. And isn't that why we're all here? Well, that, that's why I'm here. I mean, when I die, God will go. You know, I, you know, I did, you know, at the back of your brain, I, I give you the cure for cancer. Why did you spend it watching ghost videos? And I'll be like, well, you also put that in there, Jesus, because you're one and the same. Anyway, before we get into that quagmire, go and watch it. Two thumbs up to the sky. Well, two thumbs up to the horizon at the very least for Fearsome Top 5. Yeah, so now it's time for my favourite time of the week. I know I say that every week, but I mean it, I really do. And it's time for your true paranormal experiences. And we have an anonymous email. Yes, we do. It always sounds a bit threatening, that, doesn't it? We have an anonymous email telling us to leave the building in the next five minutes or we all die. We don't really. And I shouldn't really joke about that because the uh, MOD are in this building. Anyway, this is from Anonymous. I nearly give the name out then. <laughs> It says haunting. That's a good title. You know, it is a ghost show after all. So this is a story my friend allowed me to send you and I was there with her, but she doesn't want her or my name revealed. So I want to stay anonymous. Fair enough. I'm currently 17 and this is an incident from two years back when I was 15 during my summer break in July. I went to visit my friend's grandparents' house. We'd been super close friends for years and this was normal for us. So her grandmother is kind of senile. So she would sometimes forget who she was and things like that. So I was there for a month and like the first week was good and normal. Before I continue, I will give a layout of the grandparents' house. It had four master rooms and a servant's quarters. Ooh. So out of the four master bedrooms, three connected to the basement and the last one connected to the kitchen. The basement and the room closest to the basement were usually locked. And out of the three other rooms, one was her grandfather's and the other two were guest rooms that we used. My room was kind of close to the basement and always freezing, even in the summer. But I never minded it. This was not the first time I'd been to the house. But the moment I entered, something felt off. I didn't think much about it and chalked it down to paranoia and these type of feelings were quite common for me. The first few days were weird. I would wake up sweating, feeling as if someone were watching me. I'm normally a very paranoid person, and this wouldn't have been the first time I felt like this. 
So after the first week, my grandparents had like this reunion with their friends, so they left us alone in the house for a night. I'm into the paranormal and things like that, but my friend doesn't believe. So she suggested we do a seance with a Ouija board and called upon her aunt Spirit, who died of a heart attack in that house. I was sceptical at first, but agreed that we'd give it a try for some time. But nothing happened. So we gave up and she was like, I told you it was a hoax and things like that. The next day, we were woken up to find her grandma's cat dead in the kitchen with its neck broken. It was four years old, healthy and a very smart cat. I got this spooky feeling, but I didn't say anything. From then on, the next few days, things were super weird, and things happened like cupboards that I swear I'd close started to open. The hot bath that I run was cold, or like glass utensils would randomly break. I told my friend, and she was like, these things happen. I wanted to say something, but I wasn't like sure. I started getting sceptical and spoke to her grandma and told her how we tried playing Ouija boards, which caused her to suddenly become nervous and keep looking at the basement door. That night, when they went out for dinner, my friend and I said we were sick and we stayed back. So we all knew where the key to the basement was, but we never went into the basement because we never wanted to. That night, I stole the key, and I went into that basement after they'd left and I regret it even after two years. The basement had animal remains strewn all over it, along with drawing on the wall in something red. The drawings were beautiful in a creepy-like way. The animal remains were bones and guts and whatnot. The creepiest thing there, on the side, was an open urn which was filled with hair and teeth. We were so scared that we ran out of the basement and locked the door, putting the key back in its place. We were shaking, but I don't know what possessed me to go and check her grandma's room, but I almost screamed. There were a lot of what appeared to be spellbooks and symbols drawn in blood. I saw a small notepad like a diary kind of thing, which I took before locking the door again. That night after they returned and everyone was asleep, I read the diary, so apparently her grandma was trying to contact her aunt. But because seances didn't work, she tried other spells. I never told anyone this, and we left after eight or nine days. A few days after we left, the house burned down. Luckily, they were out and they now live with my friend and her immediate family. There is a new building where her house used to be, and a lot of things have changed, including the area, the layout, etc. But the memories of that place have not changed. To date, I've never actively spoken to her grandma or even met the grandparents again. I was so spooked I didn't even go to her house anymore, and we meet up instead at my house or outside. Once while meeting up, my friend confessed that she'd brought some holy water which he sprinkled in the room and the basement before packing all the important papers, electronics, jewellery, etc. and leaving the house for good. When I asked why, she said whatever was in the house wasn't happy she put holy water in there. I don't know, but to date, I never understood why or how the house burnt down. Thanks and regards, unknown.
Wow. Well, there we go, Unknown. Thank you so much for submitting your experience. And I think Kevin deserves a pat on the back because that was wrote and sent in very teenage type language. And I mean that with respect, but there was a lot of likes and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, I probably talk like a teenager. You know, I'm down with the kids. Skateboards, ghetto blasters, teenage mutant ninja turtles, that sort of thing. Uh, but honestly... It's one of those sort of tales, that one, isn't it? You hear it, and as a 44-year-old paranormal person, I'm a bit sceptical, I'll be honest, of reading that story. I'm a bit like, really? Um, but at the same time, there are little key... There's, there should, there's a certain qualia, meaning I don't have the words to describe. So there's a certain qualia of part of that story, which I think... You know, there's something there. There are seeds, there are kernels, if you will, kernels of seeds or whatever. Uh, kernels of corn, which add an air of believability to certain aspects of that tale. So when I say I'm a bit sceptical, I'm by no means saying none of this took place at all. Um, I think you're very easily influenced at that age without trying to sound patronising at all. But you are, I was, everybody is. It's a fact of life. But there are definitely kernels of truth within that tale, I think. So thank you very much for submitting the experience. Um, I do sincerely believe that people, <laughs> believe me, do black magic and will sacrifice animals. I mean, the poor fucking cat, pardon my French, but the poor cat with the broken neck. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and I... Like, I know people do black magic sort of stuff. I know people who do it. Um, you know, I receive emails with pictures I don't want to receive of people who do such things. Not necessarily animal mutilation, because that would be right to the police. But what I mean is, I, you know, there are people out there who will do such things is what I mean. So it's kind of a, it's a weighing it up, weighing the balance, if you like, you know, I know a lot of people will automatically discount that story because it'll be like, okay, it's a teenager. They've watched one too many horror stories. They've told, they've sent this into a podcast. They're going to get it read out five minutes of fame. But these things happen. Do you know what I mean? I know that for fact. Believe me, I've got people well over 50 years of age sending me details about doing such sorts of rituals. And I do. I genuinely do. That's why I'm saying this now. Um, so within what you've sent in, I do believe there are definitely nuggets of truth. And who knows, maybe you're just telling it how you've seen it and how you found it. And I'm not one to doubt that. So either way, the cat jumps. Sincerely, thank you for submitting your experience. So let's move rapidly on. We have a returning visitor to today's show. I think you know her. I think you like her. Some of you do. Well, I hope we all do. Anyway, she's back from her travels and she's once again allowing us into her dark and dingy yet beautiful and lovely corner. It is indeed Becca's Reddit Corner. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. Well, hello everybody. It is me and I am Kevin and I am about to break into the corner owned by Becca. <gasps> Wait there, she's actually here. Hello. Hello. 
How was Saudi? Yeah, it was good, thank you. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Good? Mm-hmm. I uh, broke in last week and sat in your corner and told scary stories from Reddit. How dare you? I know. It was um, it was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you keep the place nice, don't you? <laughs> you do? Yeah. Uh, um, you had an emergency landing, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yeah. We had to stop in Munich on the way back because the passenger was sadly very ill. Yeah, hysterically, Becca in a message forgot what she said, put in a message because a passenger is, and then forgot to put ill and just put like an emoji with a slanty smile, which reads, because a passenger is. So Kev thought he was dead. He wasn't yeah. dead. He was, he was. So I was like, shit, someone's died on your plane. You were like, no, no, no. I meant, no, to, put, I meant to put unwell. Before that face. Poor guy, though. Like, he's just got on a plane to Manchester like I did, thinking he's going to get off at Manchester, and he's ended up in a hospital in Munich. Like, yeah. horrendous. Poor fellow. Bless him. I can't think of anything worse. I genuinely can't. Anyway, yeah. we are here. Ha- you, you've missed your last corner. Yeah, I have. Um, in the meantime, I would actually like to uh, thank someone on the group. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, on our Facebook group, Celeste. Right, I, won't, I, think, I won't use your full name. Um, I think I might have seen what this message and know what you're about to refer to. <laughs> yeah, I won't use your full name because, you know, it's one thing to put a comment on a social media page. It's another to have your full name and I'll, like, read out. In honour of Celeste, I'm so. just going to do this. Well, you've already been vaping. Go on, carry on. So, I would just like to read out what Celeste has said. This group. Kevin, please stop complaining about the cat sounds when we can literally hear every drag you take on your vape, every time you stir your copper, etc. Leave the neighbour's cat alone and put the vape down. Round of applause, please, for Celeste. I mean... Preach. Yes. Preach. Hashtag preach. Hashtag preach. I, completely, I do completely agree. It made me lol. Literally lol out loud. <laughs> when I, said, I thought that's <laughs> fair enough. I mean, leave the neighbour's cat alone is obviously some, uh, you know, any thoughts I can always get behind. Um, yeah. But I just thought she's absolutely spot on. What a little hypocrite you are. I know, I know. Oh, she's crunching her food. Oh, she's using all this work. Meanwhile, you're like... So, sir, what, sir, sir. so what we'll do is I'll stop criticising... I'll meet you halfway. I'll stop criticising the neighbour's cat. Yeah, but you won't stop vaping. I won't stop vaping. <laughs> Nor stirring your coffee. Your constant I mean, supply of coffee. I mean, it is coincidental that she is now using a letter. I'm just, I'm just saying... Just putting that... Yeah, and... But as you said, at the same time, you're stirring your coffee with your vape in your hand. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter that she's using Alyssa, does it? No, not really. Either, you know, either these extra sounds are an issue, in which case you need to pack them in too, or they're not. Go on, princess. I can hear her kicking away and I'm not sorry. Go on, kid. Can she understand English? Is she like, (laughs) I can do this when I want? Might get a drum kit. Um, Yeah, so thank you very much, Celeste, for your very valued feedback. Completely agree. And uh, yeah, thank you. Honestly, if we had if we had a little little mini drum kit now for that cat, she'd be playing it. Anyway. And I'd agree, and I'd be all right with it. So just so we can continue vaping. <laughs> um, there you go. This is the story that I chose for you for today. Okay, thank you. All right. Welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. Woo-hoo! The title of this story is "The Ghost in the Five Hundred Year Old English Manor House." It sounds like a fake name, doesn't it? But why does it sound like a fake name? And the spooky skeleton in the closet sort of thing. Okay. Well, I mean, bear in mind, if it's somebody from somewhere like the US, mm. 500 years is a huge amount of history. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. How old is America? Is it 500 years yet? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously the place has existed. 
Yeah, but I mean, long as, time, as, but as, as, like, you know, as the United States, no, it's not not five hundred years yet. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, crack on. Mm-hmm. Is Liverpool older than the United States? Must yeah, be that considerably. Yeah. Wow. And other cat-like noises. Yeah. Um, Let's begin. Let's begin. My parents owned a house in glorious Gloucestershire countryside in England. Like many old English homes, the house had started off small and had been added to over the years. The oldest part of the house was built in pre-Tudor times and was situated next to a well, a natural spring covered by a grate and covered with ivy. The house had four bedrooms, three in close proximity to each other, and the other was at the end of a short corridor overlooking the wall. The bedroom was of a period, small double bed, brown furniture, Kath Kidson-style curtains. It was cosy, though, and was used as the spare bedroom when the extended family came to visit my parents. That doesn't sound that old, Kath Kidson-style curtains. Do you know what Kath Kidson is? Yeah, isn't she like a modern designer? Yeah, but when I say do you know what it is, I feel like with that answer, it's a no. Because it's kind of like you know, very floral, like lots of little tiny oh, flowers, patterns. S. No, it's not. No, it's not what it's. Meant. She's saying Kath Kidson style curtains. So if you think of the Kath Kidson style, right? I don't. Which, to be honest, I'll be honest. I don't know what Kath Kidson is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I'm pitching a little anime cat. Like a very floral, very uh, like old. It's kind of based on like right. So old it's not fashions. to do with anime. What? No. Right. Okay. Where does that come from? I I picture like you know, like the like um. Like a little or- oriental cat that you see cartoons of. Like, Pikachu. like Hello Kitty. Like, like Hello Kitty. No. Yes, I thought Kath Kitson was like the UK version of Hello Kitty. Okay, so that's not the case. Right, okay. okay. Old style curtains. Okay. <laughs> okay. I must have been in my late 20s and was staying with my parents for a weekend. My own childhood bedroom had long been turned into an ensuite bathroom slash dressing room for my mother. And so I was staying in the spare room. I would love a dressing room like that. It'd be so good. I want to be bathroom with a dressing room. It'd be fantastic. I'd love my own bathroom. I'd I'd love you to have your own bathroom as well. Yeah. I would. I would really like that. Anyway, we digress. We digress. <laughs> and some cat kids and kids <laughs> curtains. I don't think you would like cat kids and curtains. I would. I love manga. Anyway, I had brushed my teeth and climbed into bed and had started to read. I was sat up in bed, the bedside lamp on, reading my book, when I felt somebody lightly grab at my arm just above the elbow and tug it. I ignored it, assuming it to be some kind of spasm, and then it happened again. It wasn't a vicious tug. It felt as though someone wanted me to follow them. As I was awake and lucid, I had not yet been to sleep. I rationalised that this still had to be a spasm and carried on reading my book. Shortly after, I felt a kiss on my cheek. Fuck that! Interestingly, I wasn't scared. I simply did not believe in ghosts, and though I couldn't explain what had happened, I assumed that it must be a physiological happening. I kept the incident quiet until a few years ago, when I sat around the table at Christmas with my family, and they started telling ghost stories. Interesting, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but in the UK, it's very, like, an old, old tradition that Christmas yeah. is a time for ghost stories. Yeah, more than people Halloween. Like, yeah, yeah, very much more than Halloween. A lot of M.R. James is, yeah. he, like, in literally the old days, like, Christmas ghost stories. Even in the 80s, when I remember, be, I remember being, like, five or six, and the, every channel had a ghost story. It was normally, there was Whistle and I'll Come to You. Mm. There was The Lady in Black. Yeah. The Woman in Black, even. But, you know, there, there was a, there was a, it was natural to have a ghost yeah. story. It's even, kind of been lost now, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah even, um... Christmas Carol. That's a ghost story, in essence. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know. Well, yeah. 
Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, it, you don't really get it that much anymore. But it, no, it's don't. yeah, it was very, very traditional in the UK for a long time. Anyway, um, my father, who would have been in his early 70s at the time, was an old lawyer and not a man you would expect to believe in ghosts. But when it came to, when it came to his turn to tell a ghost story and we all expected him to pass the book, he didn't. Ooh. He began his story by telling us that occasionally, if he came to bed really late... He used to sit downstairs drinking wine and listening to very loud opera in his study. My mother would tell him to go and sleep in the spare room. He told us that once, when he was sleeping in the spare room, he woke up to see a young lady at the end of the bed. He recalls that she didn't appear to be malevolent and that she was more that sorry that he was more intrigued than scared. She was also there for some time. He had told my mother about the incident but had never mentioned it to anyone else. As I heard this story being told by a man that wouldn't lie, I recalled my own experience. Fast forward a few years, and I am at my half-brother's house. He had not been at the Christmas lunch with my father a few years before, but my father is also president at this lunch. My president? Sorry, is also present at this lunch. I was going to say, fucking <laughs> sorts of weird <laughs> of commander at this lunch. <laughs> my mistake, my I'll mistake. be president this year. But my father is also present at this lunch. My brother starts to tell us a story of the only time he's ever seen a ghost. He was staying in the spare room at my parents' <gasps> old house. My father and I looked at each other. Out of the three people who'd stayed in that room, all of them had a ghostly encounter. But he'd seen a woman and she'd been like, she'd follow me, something. follow me. No, no one has all said right, follow me. All right, then we'll me. do it here. No, no, what? That's what it seems like. We'll do what here? Be kinky. I don't think, no, no I think you're leaping there. There was, well, it was two tugs on the arm and a, a pull, kiss. A kiss. Come here. No. Come here. No. All right, then we'll do it here. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a leap, but all right. Okay. No, there was two tugs on the arm and then a kiss on the cheek. Any comments? No, no comments at all because it's so, um, it's so fresh, fresh half off, off the, the presses. Yeah, it's half the press. Um... Yeah, interesting. There's no kind of description. That, cause what, when I was reading that, what I thought was funny is that when he says the dad, when he told us that once he was sleeping in the spare room, he woke up to see a young lady at the end of the bed. Yeah. I really feel like you need clarity there that it was a ghost. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, yeah. No. yeah, he told, he told me like... his wife as well. Um, <laughs> She's like, I've just seen a young lady living in a taxi. I've seen her too. Oh, <laughs> oh so spooky. So yeah. spooky. You got lipstick on your colour. Oh, it's odd. Oh, <laughs> Ghost lipstick, let's put it in the wash, quick. I know. Quick, to get that opera turned off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just going to wash these sheets immediately. <laughs> I'm so scared. Drown out the ghostly noises. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure he wasn't yeah. um, having an affair mm. because, you know. Mm. I wonder where this person lives now, just because it, because of the title of it, The Ghosts in the 500-Year-Old English Manor House. Implies the rights of the country. Yeah, I feel like if you lived in England, you wouldn't specify that. But maybe they're doing it because, obviously, Reddit has international following. So maybe maybe they're just being very considerate. Yeah, a manor house, too. Yeah. In the glorious Gloucestershire countryside. Do you reckon they wrote that or they got the butler to write it? Probably they wrote it themselves. Please dictate, butler. I want you to go to r slash ghosts and write the following. My father was playing president for dinner that year. It was his turn. Do you remember when I used to... I believed for years that you told me a story that your family had a Christmas hat and you got really ups- You got so upset once that it be- that you wasn't allowed to wear the hat. You hyperventilated and had to be rushed to hospital. 
Okay, no, right. One, I didn't tell you this. What happens is you've amalgamated a couple of different Christmas stories from my house and put them into... This Rush to Hospital is a new edition, I have to say, as well. <laughs> okay. you, you've never mentioned this before, either. So there were a couple... There were two, you're both really, like, boring stories. But, um... So one year, basically, I got so excited for Christmas, I made myself ill and had to go and lie down, right? That's right. what... That's on its own, story. independently, that's the end right. of it, right? The other is that in primary school, once there was, um like, a Christmas hat parade where everyone would make a hat right um and my dad at the time worked in a is he like your dad now at the time worked no she doesn't work there now you turn up um at the time worked in a high street store a store um and the window designers very kind who did like the christmas decorated things very kindly offered to make my hat for me so i was about five or six right and they made this hat, which was a Christmas tree, and it was literally the same, like the same height as me. Right, right. and I needed help putting it on. <laughs> and when I was, I had to walk really carefully with it because the weight, like if it started to fall, it, yeah, it, you'd go. With it would it. topple, and I'd go with it. Yeah, it was like ridiculous, like this ludicrous hat for a child to wear. Um, but anyway, that was the, like the hat, and the, and I didn't even win. Can you imagine? Um, so, but yeah, that was just a separate thing. It was just like, and there's pictures of me with this giant, giant hat, which is like ridiculous. Right, just... But that's it, two completely separate things. And what you did somehow was, first of all, you made up a story that we had, that was it, that was it, that we had one single Christmas hat yeah. that on Christmas Day, the family used to pass around <laughs> and everyone would take turn, a yearly turn to wear yeah. the hat. Which and and then and then you've also made sure up the fact that this. one year I got so excited because it was my turn was to it. wear the yeah, hat. That was the that true, I mean, true story. No, but that suggests, given that on my mom's side of the family, I was like an only child. You know, I don't have siblings on that side. I mean, how cruel would it be for there to be this Christmas hat and not let the child wear it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that suggests that there's a couple of years where I've like looked longingly <laughs> at the hat. No one's let me wear it, and then finally it's got to my year, and I'm just like gone to part with the pressure and the excitement yeah. over it. So, so not, but none of the, and I like the way you've now asked on hat to be rushed off. So, I don't know where that came from. Like, I don't know where that came completely from. made up. Yeah. So there wasn't like a family Christmas hat. There was just one hat one time for a school thing. Yeah, it reminds me. You know, you're saying, and I didn't even win, despite yeah. like the yeah. efforts of having to balance this thing on your oh. head. It reminds me of, um, there was a book, we had to come dressed as um, a book character at school, in primary school, and I came as the Green Beret, which took very little effort. Mm. I needed a Green Beret, mm. and I put mud on my face, mm. and he had like, um, I don't know, like a toy gun or something. But anyway, the lad who won, I thought, be arsed, looking like that all day, just to win whatever you won, like a pair of headphones or something. He went as the lion. Like, that's obviously your adult prize because that's the prize you'd love now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. No head- way, was it a pair of headphones? It was a pair of orange headphones, like foam <laughs> headphones. Um, he went as the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe, right? And obviously, you know, like, you know, no help from your parents, bollocks. He had a giant, like, a TV cardboard box, like a box of TV had come in mm. that they'd cut a head shape and arms in. Um, and turned into a wardrobe, like spray painted it so it looked like a wardrobe. Yeah. But you also had a witch's hat on and like a witch's nose mm. uh, coming through the head part of this wardrobe. Yeah. And they'd like super glued a teddy bear of a lion on the side of the wardrobe. But because of the way the box was, he could only have his hand out mm. through the side. So 
like that was it. So he had to walk around like that all day, like walking sideways through doors. Did he not just take it off once the thing was over? Well, I'm sure he's. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he's not like that now. No, I mean like at, like after the once you go in and you know, you I don't know. You walk around a circle. You couldn't or whatever, sit down in it. Well, yeah, I'm sure he then took it off. Yeah, he must have done thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I like to think he's still dressed like that now. Like at, at interviews, they're like, why are you dressed like that? He's like, I'm the lion, the witch in the wardrobe. I can work both as, as, on my own initiative and as part of a team. Anyway, anyway, back. Thanks for listening to your lovely corner, as oh. always. And um, Tati, bye. Bye, guys. Bye.